Welcome to Cowboy Ed, where we saddle up and talk about all the craziness that can possibly happen in education. And today, oof, we've got, well, we've got a really kind of, I don't know if I'll say fun or important or interesting topic to talk about. How you doing out there, Maya? I'm doing really well, and I kind of think our topic is, you know, evolution, right? It's it's about moving forward here. So, yeah, um, let's get to it. Well, Maya, you work in college, and, and I work in K-12, and so it, it creates an interesting spot for this conversation, and maybe it's, it's obviously relevant to all of us, and it's relevant to students, but it might be scary for, for colleges out there. Just recently, Google announced $100 million in educational funding and highlighting that it might be the beginning of the end for colleges. Throwing the educational landscape kind of on its ear, saying... Well, you know what? We're not sure colleges, schools in general, education as we see it, are preparing the next programmers, designers, next people we need. So we're going to create our own way. There's a big sigh, big deep breath. What do you think, Maya? Well, initially, I'm like, well, I better jump on this and take some classes because if my job disappears, then I can have something to do. But um, kind of joking aside, you know, I teach in learning design and technology. So this is in direct, I don't know if you want to say correlation or competition with, you know, the programs that we offer in this area at UW. So this is, you know, hugely interesting to me. But we've talked around this topic a little bit in terms of, you know, extra skills that students need to learn, how to collect those certifications, right? You and I talked about badging and PD and, you know, things that you need for your job. Um, and I think we were really kind of talking in the context of teachers, but, you know, this is that same idea in the tech space in thinking about our students going into, you know, those future jobs. These are some of those foundational skills that that maybe we don't do a great job of covering, especially in secondary education. So if I leave high school, I look at what Google has to offer in these professional trainings and I can ramp up my skills and be working. Even if I do go on to get a, you know, BS or an MS or whatever, you know, I can be out in the field with cutting edge information. So yeah, I think this is a really really interesting um, development in in education. And it, it kind of, you know, you said turns it on its ear. It puts that, that space of, you know, how do we get to the need of the learning and break out of doing school, right? Which I think we've also talked a little bit about on this podcast. Well, you know, Maybe not joking aside, but maybe joking, you know, as we ride around on the horses out here, sometimes things strike you as funny. And when you start talking about a BS degree, maybe that's what it's becoming. Maybe that's what the college degree is. is. It's for something, but we just don't know what it's for. 
it, it, it brings up this, you know, if you read through what they said and what a lot of the tech companies, uh, CEOs and whatnot added to this, this article and what their programs are doing, it, it, it bears to light a very important thing that our students have to consider. With the average cost of college continually going up, and you know you're looking at for a four-year degree pushing forty, fifty thousand dollars, and then going higher as as you continue to pick your different schools. Uh, how do you pay for those? And then coming out, and what's the job market look for those specific um, <laughs> BS degrees? And looking at that, whereas these certificate programs, these professional this google professional certificate program those classes start at 240 dollars a pop and within weeks you're going at your own pace you're you're getting through you know the boot camp mentality you're learning stuff you're getting into the workforce so now not only are businesses excited because their workforce is increasing not four years down the road but possibly four weeks or a month uh, or two months or three months down the road but those students, whatever age they may be, are also earning money instead of spending money to get their education. So this 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 whole premise is kind of I, I guess I feel like it. What's what's scared education for a long time? Education's had a rock solid hold on. This is how we do it. This is the steps you go through. Yes, these are some hoops. Yes, these hoops will. Well, they're hoops. They'll make you well-rounded. And we're at that point where are we going to let somebody tell me what I need to learn or am I going to learn what I need to learn and use those skills? This is a scary, crazy, exciting, all, all wrapped up into one movement with, with, with whatever way it goes. How are you feeling on that horse? Your horse getting away from you head over there, Maya? Mm, I think we're kind of standing at the edge of a cliff looking out at the landscape at the moment. So I'm, you know, lots to think about here. I think that, you know, a lot of questions too, right? I think this changes the perspective of the meaning of school, right? I think one of the fundamental things that new teachers learn in that intro to teaching class is what's the purpose of school, and, you know, that's connected to societal needs, development of, of youth and young adults and, you know, same thing at college, right? That's why we have liberal arts and, you know, all of these categories of things that you need to take that adds to, you know, that array of credits that you're responsible for before you graduate. And, you know, this questions, is that part of doing school necessary? Or is it something that happens, you know, parallel to preparing the skills you need, you know, to work? And, you know, I don't know, lots of questions, lots of lots of exciting questions, right? And just like COVID kind of challenged how we do school, I see this as a way to, you know, challenge how we do school, to really think about the educational process particularly at a university and say, you know, are we still doing what's needed? And, you know, that's a pretty introspective question, but, you know, there's some universities out there that do things really differently now. And, 
UW in particular follows that pretty traditional model of, you know, programs and majors and credits and, and whatnot. And, you know, this challenges that fundamental idea about, you know, is this what school should be doing? And, you know, I think that's kind of exciting because maybe it is, maybe our answer comes back to, yes, we need to be you know, having these really robust programs of lots of different topics and ways of thinking and having those specific skills for your job. Um, But maybe there's other ways of doing it, you know, which I think we've, like I said, talked a lot about with the K-12 or professional development for teachers or, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to approach education and Google is presenting a googly way of doing it, right? They're looking at it really differently. Yeah, I don't know. So lots of questions going through my head. What are you thinking about um, in terms of, you know, you teach computer science. So, you know, how does this parallel with your curriculum or how you work with, you know, middle schoolers, high schoolers who are interested in this field? Well, my, you know, that that brings me, you know, makes me think about a quote from from Elon Musk and, and whatnot it, that's cited in that article about saying, you know, it, it's not about a college degree. And in particular, the, the quote that kind of resonated with me is from Daniel Schwartz, who is the, the restaurant brand's CEO. And he said, we're not interested in degrees, but we're most interested in people willing and able to learn. And at some point in the last, well, maybe it's the last hundred years, we've had lots of conversations indirectly about this very point with kids. Students get very good at the game of school, jumping through the hoops, finding the, the right answer, passing the class, and leaving the class from, gosh, even probably as low as we go third grade leaving the class and learning nothing, learning how to play the game of school and not being actively engaged in how they learn, uh, how, how they go about those things and being passionate about things and, and knowing how to harness that passion into learning opportunities. Our students, you know, have so many opportunities around them to learn. We can joke about TikTok, but TikTok teaches some pretty interesting things. I mean, some good, some bad, but uh, not everybody should try to eat laundry detergent. That's bad, but it, it does teach other good things. YouTube is, a, is possibly the greatest educational resource if used to help people learn you know, how, how to accomplish tasks and, and how to do different, different things. But it brings me back to your question about what, what do I teach in computer science? I definitely, with, with my curriculum and, and the way we look at it, I, I focus on can you solve problems? Can you push yourself to learn new things? And without question, I have students that would much rather jump through the hoops. Tell me what I need to do, get it done, and move on. Because that learning that that passion to to guide your own learning to you know put yourself out there that risk to try and learn something is something 
in a way, we take out of our kids. We take creativity out of the answers. We take creativity out of the uniform curriculum, if you will, as we go through school. And so I, I, as, as I look at this article, I think there's amazing power in there for, for teachers and schools to say, you know what? And maybe this goes right along with what we were talking about uh, along the lines of social emotional learning. Can we get school back to helping kids get excited to learn? Because learning's all around them. Learning is around kids today more than at any other time. Back in our day when the encyclopedias were outdated, eh, we might learn something from a friend who told us something that they heard. But today, we have access to all the content in the world. The content's not important. So the ability to, to learn and want to learn becomes the, the skill all of these CEOs, all these businesses, all these things uh, th that we're going to need in the future. And so I, I think that ability to learn, how does that fit with a university model? How does that fit with a K-12 model? How, how do you think that would fit at the university model as it stands today? Yeah, I think that's a really good question because, you know, as an educator, you like to think that you're meeting the needs of your students. But at the university level, we're experts in our field, whatever that field is. And so we feel like we know what students sh should need to know, right? There's that that kind of give and take of, of us saying we're meeting the students' needs. But, you know, I question, even in my own work, being aware of this, you know, am I teaching what I think is important in this field, which, yes, that's the answer to that is yes, I am. But is that matching what these learners really need or want to learn. And I think, you know, we do a lot of pretty innovative things in our program, but I think you can still be really reflective on that and say, we're in that traditional model, at least, you know, partially, right? We've got one saddlebag full of tradition and one saddlebag full of innovation. And we're trying to, to make this program without really breaking out of that traditional mode of school and professor imparting knowledge, right? This is really taking a different approach of what is needed right now and how do I deliver that to people who are interested in it? And I don't know that we do that in education. And I think one of the hangups is it takes a long time to make changes in any education setting, but higher ed, there's you know, 27 processes to, you know, change a class or curriculum or program or, you know, whatever. It has to go through all of these steps. And, you know, I think about Generation Z and their characteristics. And I don't think that we do a very good job as a university as a whole attending to their differences in learning. We're still trudging along in our typical methods. But Gen Z approaches learning really differently than past students. And Google, of course, sees that and they're kind of tackling that in a different way. And I think, you know, I need to dig into this, these courses a little bit to, to know for sure. But it seems like they're keeping that idea of Gen Z and 
the way they interact with each other, the way they interact with the world, and the way that they interact with information into account in their planning, and the way that they're approaching learning. And I think a university who not just said they did that, but really revolutionized their process to do that could be remarkable. And, you know, it would have this, you know, talk of the town like we're talking about Google right now. So, and I think, you know, the next step in education evolution is also looking at K-12. And it's really interesting in Wyoming because I think we're headed down that path of what could this look like? It seems like the the ability to learn and the, and the means to learn are important. And before, it, it felt like, especially at the college level, that kids went to college to get, oh, I don't know, experience life a little bit, get away from parents, get away from, you know, that authority and just, you know, be a kid and enjoy life and do random things. And it it appears that as the world has changed, that we're more focused, everybody is more focused on not work, but balancing work and life. And, And with that, these businesses are saying, well, we can help people learn more efficiently, and then we will build into our, 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 their job, if you will, their chance to be a kid. They get a chance to travel, work remotely, all of those kind of things to quote-unquote give them the life experiences uh, while they're contributing to the workforce. So learning has to be that, that shift, that learning piece of experience versus content, maybe experience is going to surpass, overturn this drive that we've seen, especially in the last 40 plus years about content, content, content. And it's going to be an interesting situation to watch throughout the whole K-20 spectrum, if you will. And, And as you talked about the universities in particular, all I could think about was blockbusters. Blockbusters built a multi-billion dollar industry. They stood on it and they stood firmly on it and they dug their heels in and they continued to battle even when other things were saying shift, turn your tide, do things differently. um, They didn't. And as we look around, there is no blockbusters today. Uh, and as a result of that, are the universities, is that higher ed willing to dig their heels in for what has been, what has made them money, what has educated a lot of students, or are they going to look to the future for what is needed? But, whoo, we've, the horses got on that googly ride. We rode all over the Google map on that one. And yeah, the, but, but they're tired. And so, yeah, it's time to bring this ride to the end. And uh, we appreciate all of you for listening to Cowboy Ed. As we approach our 50th episode, we are pretty excited about that. And we hope that you share and comment, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, just get that message out there. Because the more we have these discussions, the better it is for For all the horses and all the teachers and all the students, most importantly. So this ride has came to an end. Let's head them up. Move them on. Move them on. 
Head him up. Add him up. Move him on. Cowboy head.